WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Alrighty, sharpen your pencils, get ready, here comes the WIA National News. For Mother's Day, the Mother's Day edition, May 8, 2011. And in VK1, it's on the buses. The Australian Capital Territory Government has committed $4.5 million in funding to upgrade the Action Bus Radio Network as part of this year's budget. The Government's overhaul of the radio system comes after years of complaints from the Transport Workers' Union that the failures of the radio systems on the buses threaten to compromise driver security. ZDNet Australia asked for detail on the proposed overhaul of the radio network, but no comment had been received at the time of writing. We suggest a good follow-up read would be on ZNet next time you surf the net. VK2 and Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 36th annual field day, the 11th and 12th of June. Fox hunts, trash and treasure, trade displays and fellowship. The 36th annual field day, which will encompass the celebration of 40 years of the club's operation, is one not to miss. Now, note the new venue. It's the Tacking Point Lifesaving Club Hall in Matthews Flinders Drive, Port Macquarie. And the special call sign, VI40BOR, will operate from the 1st to the 6th through to the 30th of the 10th. And QSL cards, of course, will be issued featuring the commemorative call sign, VI40BOR. Standard exam course Lismore on the 14th, 15th and then the 21st and 22nd of May. Anybody wanting to do or upgrade to standard calls should contact Duncan, VK2DLR. I'll give you his email address and just let Duncan know of your interest and get more info from him. Duncan's email address is draymont at bigpond.com. In VK4, it's a hissy fit. Snakes have a face only a mother could love, but that hasn't stopped PhD student Melissa Bruton from the University of Queensland School of Geography, Planning and Environmental Management from getting up close and personal. Melissa was recently awarded a grant by the Wildlife Preservation Society of Queensland to support her research into reptiles in the southern Brigalow Belt region of Queensland and in New South Wales. Melissa has a particular interest in the elusive Woma python, To do this, she's implanting radio transmitters into the body cavity of several large pythons and radio tracking them for one year each. After finishing just one summer of trapping, Miss Bruton already has eight wormer pythons to study. Now, the track wormers are quite mobile, but early indications are that they return to preferred burrow sites. Each wormer will be tracked every second day for a minimum of 12 months, so we will know a lot more about these elusive pythons in 12 months' time. Lights, cameras, action. Frank Fanner Documentary is filming in VK5 as we speak. Kojo Productions documentary that pays tribute to late scientist Frank Fenner is filming in iconic Adelaide locations this week with an all-South Australian cast. Spanning Frank's groundbreaking work on malaria and World War II, through charting the course of myxomatosis in Australia's feral rabbits to his vital role in eliminating smallpox. The film is being directed by award-winning Richard Jasek, best known for his work on TV's McLeod's Daughters and City Homicide. Monday the 9th of May and Tuesday the 10th of May, the filming is set to take place across multiple locations, Cummings House, Botanic Gardens and Semaphore Beach. 
VK6 and rescue operation launched for stranded tourist. A man believed to be travelling through the Pilbara in a camper van appears stuck in Karatha Emergency Services launched a search and rescue operation. The Swiss tourist had activated an emergency beacon in West Australia's remote Pilbara. The Search and Rescue Coordination Centre in Canberra sent a plane from Perth which dropped off a radio to the man believed to be stranded on the Talawana track some 1,000 kilometres east of Karatha. It's believed the man is travelling in a camper van from Perth right across to Cairns. VK7, Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania, 2010 Club Grant Success. Last week, the club grants for 2010 were announced after some extended deliberation by the WIA board. Reist was successful in a grant of $1,000 towards scholarships to cover the training, licence fee and membership of Reist and membership of the WIA. And finally, but still in VK7, it's an introduction to geocaching. REAST intend to run an introduction to geocaching for everybody interested. That's today, Mother's Day, Sunday the 8th of May, happens this afternoon, 2 to 4, at the Queen's Domain Club Rooms. Now, do you have a GPS or a smartphone that has GPS and wondered what you can do with it? Well, geocaching or worldwide treasure hunting using your GPS may interest you. REAST will have some presentations to explain the basics, then we'll actually go and find a few caches around the Queen's Domain. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. alarm. Don't worry, it's not a terror alarm. It was just the annual test of the Danish nationwide siren warning system. Following the death of Osama bin Laden, terror threat levels have increased significantly, but those in Copenhagen that heard those loud sirens Wednesday at noon need not have worried. It was a test alarm, warning of impending danger on test. Emergency Management Agency and the police conducted its annual test of the nationwide siren warning system in an effort to familiarise citizens with the warning signals. Some 1,078 electronic warning sirens have been set up on top of buildings and on masts throughout the country. With the current system, around 80% of the Danish population can be warned of threats with the stationary sirens. The remaining 20% can be warned with mobile sirens placed on police vehicles. The sirens are tested every night, but at a frequency that cannot be heard. And once a year, the first Wednesday of May, they're tested with the full sound on. Let's hope our Princess Mary had the twins' bedroom windows shut. This is only a test. Spy versus Spy. Last Wednesday week in Philly, the new Mellow Edwards performed at International House on Chestnut Street. So what has this USA jazz muso got to do with us? Well, we've all dialed around the shortwave band and no doubt have heard that female voice reciting a string of five-digit numbers in several languages. 
These strange broadcasts, most likely are covert messages transmitted to spies or criminals or someone. Who knows, the death of Geronimo may have also been sent this way. The numbers held a fascination for off-kilter trombonist composer Curtis Hasselbring, and it should come as no surprise, they inspired a new suite of music. He performed the piece, which requires the musicians to decode and work with five-digit numbers with a stellar expanded septet version of his new Mellow Edwards Ensemble. News from AR Newsline USA, breaking news, ham radio operator one of nine Americans murdered in Kabul. With some sad news to report, word that James McLaughlin, WA2EWE, who also held the call T6AF, was one of the nine Americans who lost their lives in a shooting at Kabul Airport on Wednesday, April 27th. According to Voice of America reporter and fellow amateur Steve Herman, W7VOA, stroke T6AD, all were killed when an Afghan military pilot opened fire in an operations room of the Afghan Air Corps. Reporting from Seoul, Korea, where he is chief of the Voice of America's bureau, Herman said that McLaughlin, who was a friend as well as being a U.S. career military officer, was working as a contractor training Afghan pilots. According to Steve Herman, he first met Jim McLaughlin in August 2009 when they were the only two radio amateurs operating from Kabul. Herman said that McLaughlin had put together a fine radio shack in his quarters. He said that it was obvious from spending time with McLaughlin that ham radio was an important morale booster and pastime. As such, T6AF usually spent a couple of hours on the air every day. So far this April, 14 Americans have been killed by members of the Afghan military. An Afghan officer at the compound identified the shooter of McLaughlin and the others as one Ahmad Gol. According to Steve Herman, this attack was the worst single episode of an Afghan turning against his coalition partners. Jim? The Radio Society of Great Britain's annual general meeting on Saturday, May 14th, will not be streamed live to the Internet this year. For the past several years, the British Amateur Television Club and the RSGB have cooperated in making this event available worldwide. But an RSGB statement published on the British Amateur Television Club's website says that while the club has once again offered to do it again this year, that the RSGB has declined their offer. While no specific reason was given for the sudden cancellation, there's speculation that it has something to do with a recent resignation of the Society's former general manager, Peter Kirby who the RSGB says left his employee after the discovery of what National Society termed as financial irregularities on his part. The statement goes on to say that RSGB has considered its position and has reluctantly reached the decision that this year it would not be prudent to go ahead with the live streaming. In its own statement, the British Amateur Television Club says that it's accepted the Society's position on this but hopes to be able to offer the Society the facility again in 2012. More is online at BATC.TV. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6 ITF. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In WA, it can be heard on 146.7 MHz and also on 7.075 MHz, relayed via the Northern Corridor Radio Group Station, the K6ANC, at 9am local time. 
And I'm James, VK6FJA. Weird and wonderful. Shower Power Soap Operas. The world's first shower powered radio comes from UK based Tango Group, the same group that commercialised the award winning Wind Up Radio. This radio is powered entirely by your shower water. The H2O brand has a patented micro turbine concept through the motion of water flowing through a little turbine. The convenient and energy efficient shower powered radio means users can listen to their favourite radio stations while in the shower. And it's even more convenient since it's recharged as the shower runs, dispelling the need for disposable batteries. The radio even allows users to carry on listening after the shower's turned off, using any excess energy stored in an integral nickel-metal hydride rechargeable cell. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4 FUQ. John Moore contest excellent result for the Summerland Club in Northern VK2. 24-hour portable operation, multiple operator, VK2 SRC, all mode, all band, with a score of 9,094 points. Three times the next competitor. This means they have also won the WIA President's Cup for 2011. 24-hour portable operation, single operator, VK3 Mike Victor, all mode HF with a score of 410 points. Peter operated only on QRP with a maximum power of 5 watts. Congratulations. 6-hour portable operation, multiple operator, VK4 WIL. All mode HF bands a score of 84 points. 6-hour portable operation, single operator, VK3 VFO. Phone only, VHF bands with 561 points. Home station 24-hour, VK7 NET. Home station with a score of 708 points. Home station 6-hour, VK2 KDP. Home station with 305 points. As I said, the WIA President's Cup was awarded to VK2 SRC for the highest score by a WIA affiliated club station in any category. For more details, go to wia.org.au and check out the members area, which currently will be open for members and non-members alike. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Ed Advice. GB0BON, June the 19th, to celebrate the 366th anniversary of the Battle of Nassibi the decisive battle of the English Civil War, June 1645, in the small hamlet of Nassabee in Leicestershire. The Hellenic Amateur Radio Association of Australia is organising another major de-expedition, this time heading out to Lord Howe Island with the call sign VK9HR. The dates are the 24th of July to the 2nd of August 2011. Operators, particularly CW, SSB or digital mode operators are required. However, Catherine, VK2, FEME says we will welcome all that are interested. The cost is $1,950, which includes airfares and taxis to and from Lord Howe Island, departing from Sydney plus 10 nights accommodation. Two resorts have been used for this de-expedition and will be operating 160 to 6 metres between the two sites. All equipment will be supplied with some of the latest equipment being a Kenwood TS590S, ICOM 7000 and also the latest SPE amplifiers, Step IR antennas, etc. The VK9 HRD expedition team leader is Tommy, VK2 IR, and co leader John, VK3 YP. If you have inquiries, email president at hiraoa.com. Further in DX, PD9DX, ON8AK, and ON5UR will be active as OJ0UR from Market Reef between August the 13th and the 20th. Their operation will be on the HF bands using a vertical and a two-element beam. 
QSL via M0URX direct via the Bureau or electronically using Logbook of the World. Broadcast monitoring SWL and scanner news. Radio Netherlands Worldwide Management has confirmed the purchase of three 500 kilowatt shortwave transmitters from the recently closed shortwave site at Hobi in Sweden. The transmitters are currently being dismantled for shipment to RNW station in Madagascar. Recently, RNW management announced it had intended to speed up the process of replacing shortwave with other distribution platforms, including the closure of its relay stations in Bonaire and Madagascar. The Bonaire facility is scheduled for closure at the end of October 2012 but no closure date has yet been decided for Madagascar. However, late last year, RNW decided it was time to replace the nearly 40-year-old Philips transmitters at Madagascar. Rather than invest in new transmitters, the opportunity was taken to purchase the three ABB transmitters from the Swedish station at Hobi, which was closed at the end of last year. These were installed in 1993. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. The WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. The Q News Workbench, it's the Nuts and Volts Report where we urge you to measure twice, cut once. Emerging technology making LEDs the all-purpose room light. New technology may make light-emitting diodes practical for everyday home and even ham shack, as Jim Drayton, N8TMW, was reporting on Newsline. He said that researchers at the University of California, Santa Barbara, say they've figured out the cause of a problem that's made light-emitting diodes impractical for general lighting purposes. A professor in the materials department at the University of California at Santa Barbara Heads the research group that carried out the work, this professor, Chris Van Delawal, said that they investigated a phenomenon referred to as the drop-in efficiency that occurs in these LEDs when they're operating at the high powers required to illuminate a room. The cause of this decline has been the subject of considerable debate, but the UC Santa Barbara researchers say they've figured out the mechanism responsible for the effect by performing quantum mechanical calculations. Van der Waal says that identifying the root cause of the problem was an indispensable first step towards devising solutions. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. I'm Robert, VK3DN, and it's time for Special Interest Group News. And just ahead of that, Media Watch. World Amateur Radio Day on Prime TV. World Amateur Radio Day took place on April 18th and was featured on German regional broadcasters WDR, NDR and HR, who covered the day in TV news reports. Viewers saw three TV spots on radio amateurs in Bonn, Flensburg, Kassel and in a mountain hut near Wetzlar. As a result of the TV coverage, over half a million people throughout Germany got an insight into the hobby. The theme for World Amateur Radio Day this year was Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network. Soldering is easy, the comic book. This comic book aims to encourage more people to get into soldering. The description of the comic says, Soldering is easy, and with this comic we hope to show you just how easy. 
Please use this to learn how to solder, to teach others, or as material for workshops and hackerspaces. The PDF can be downloaded from Andy Nordgren's website. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ARDF. And please don't forget, September the 23rd to the 28th, it's our Region 3 ARDF Championships to be held right here in Australia at Bendigo. Worldwide Special Interest Groups CW, the 7th HSC Championship Cup of Nations. The 7th International High Speed Telegraphy Championship Cup of Nations will take place in Molagov, Belarus from July the 7th until the 11th. This is a traditional event and at airtime planners report that several top high speed telegraphy teams have already confirmed their participation. For more information on this event please contact via email. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Police, the International Police Association, HG15IPA. On the air, keep an ear open for Hungarian Special Event Station, HG15IPA, to be active through December the 31st to celebrate the 15th anniversary Jubilee call sign of the International Police Association. The police station is expected to be on 160 through 10 metres using CW, SSB, RITI, PSK31 and SSTV. QSL via HA3JB. That's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. This is Ian, VK7, India Romeo. Rewind. I'm Cole, VK4CC. A story worth a read is in last Tuesday, 3rd of May's Yorkshire Post. Instead of floating in space, much of the information superhighway is actually underwater. You might be surprised to know that this global communication system surfaces in the UK near a small village on the Yorkshire coast. If you think the internet is largely dependent on satellites circling thousands of miles above the Earth, think again. The global communication system relies on old submarine cable routes that date from the 1800s. 250 submarine cable systems provide the backbone for most of today's communication systems. Another 19 are due to come online this year. Less than 5% of our high-tech communications network is done via satellite, with fibre accounting for most of the rest. The 19th century version of the information superhighway would have struggled to keep up. The first transatlantic cable transmission in 1858 was a 98-word message from Queen Victoria of the UK to President Buchanan of the US, which took 16 hours to transmit. Fifteen years later, the first commercial transatlantic cable message was sent, It cost the princely sum of £20 for 20 words, which is roughly the equivalent of £900 today. By 1870, information could be transmitted at about 10 words per minute. Fans of Tolstoy should note that it would have taken 37 days to send over one copy of War and Peace. Today, of course, information moves at lightning pace. Messages can be sent with the click of a mouse. It is estimated that there are between 100 and 150 cable faults around the world each year. Nearly half of these faults are due to fishing, though earthquakes can also cause damage and disruption. Some things haven't changed in the last 150 years. The method of recovering faulty cables has remained the same. They are retrieved using a grappling hook on the end of up to 5 miles of rope. 
The rope is more expensive than the cables it helps to recover. So the next time you log on, pray that a shark with a power complex isn't nibbling away at a cable in the deep. This is Cole, VK4CC. Well, believe it or not, probably the shortest WIA national news on record. We'll tell you the reason in just a moment, but let's wrap it up with the social scene and a special look at the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. On the social scene, those listening to the early edition in VK3 and VK4, you've both had your ham fests and bark fests. May 27 to 29, the WIA AGM Weekend is in Darwin, and if you like to find out more, just email secretary at wia.org.au. June 10 to 12 in VK4, it's the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio Gathering at King Reef Resort, Caramine Beach. June 11 to 12 in VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club Annual Field Day. July 16, VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. That's at 10am in the Cranbourne Community Hall. July 16 in VK4, Marlborough Electronics and Radio Group's Wide Bay Hamfest, West Scout Hall, Adriana Street, Marlborough. That's at 8.30. July 31, VK23, Riverina Field Day, 10am at Lavington Scout Group Hall. August 7, VK2, Lismore Region's Sarkfest. August 20 to 21, worldwide, and time is ticking for the ILLW. Yes, with three months to go, including Lebanon now, making it 29 people. Now, Lebanon, it's the first time ever, and 29 countries have recorded for this International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend 2011. Right there at the beginning in 1998 was Germany, growing in the fun event to 60 last year, just pipping Australia at the post, followed by the USA and England. The late Mike Dalrymple, GM4SUC, supported it until his death in 2005. His ashes have been since spread near the Turnbury Lighthouse. The Air Radio Group has continued its ties with the annual event. More than half of the registrations are yet to be made. Arch-rivals Germany and Australia are on 30 each. Many or rarely activated lighthouses are still available. Check out the website illw.net for the rules and an online facility to register a lighthouse or lightship for the weekend of 2021 of August. September 11 in VK3, the SADARC Comms Day at St Augustine's Hall at Shepparton. September 16 to 18, VK4, it's the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention in Townsville. September 23-28, there's a Region 3 ARDF Championship to be held in Bendigo. September 30 through October 2 in VK4, the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM at Camp Fairburn. Contact vk4kal at wia.org.au for details. And November 20 in VK5 is the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest at the Goodwood Community Centre, Rosa Street, Goodwood at 9.30. Just visit www.ahars.com.au for all the details. And of course, as we say every week, all points of contact of stories that you hear in the WIA news, all the details are to be found in print when you go to wia.org.au and read the internet text edition of this WIA national news broadcast. Now, about uh, four or five weeks ago, we were told that every week we would hear direct from a director. 
That's why it's a little short this week. None were forthcoming. So whoever it was that was supposed to get it to us, make sure that uh, all of you, please send us the reports. Because we're all out here waiting to hear what the WIA is doing for us. Okay, we'll see you next week. Actually, I won't see you next week. Uh, the news will be brought to you by uh, by one of the directors, Bob Bristow, VK6POP, who actually was the first of the uh, directors that have given us uh, reports. Bob will be bringing the news with all the team over in the West from VK6 right here on National News. And I believe the VK1 group are also gearing up, ready to bring us another outside broadcast. So till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.